Morning. We began last week to try to figure out the shittas on the various Shemus Hashem, which are very important, obviously, for Pshat and the Pusik. What did the people have in mind? How bad was it in terms of their confusion? And it can get very bad as soon as you veer off with any misconception of who's in charge in the Kaychus in Shemayim and who you're davening to. So then it's not a big pella why we have Machlekes uh, Rishonim, which we're about to see, on what they meant in the Pasuk. And Afkimini is, is the name Tadish as a whole. You can't anyway throw out or mistreat, obviously, any of these Pesukim because they're part of Novi. But if you have a standalone Shem Hashem, it could have a Nafkemina. But most important, Nafkemina is in Yenison himself, the Galach who's doing Kirov but isn't correct in where he is and what he's doing, and is facing the Nisayan of not only dealing with his own Ruchniyas, but the effect he's having, as we saw in the Meshachachma that the Machana Leviya lost its ability to be kailit because of his Aveira. That was the Meshachachma's Chiddush, but he read it into the Sugyan Zvachim. So, even when he talks, and we'll go to that Pasuk first, because that's what we were in the middle of, and then we'll go back to the Gemara. It's Perek Ches. Go back to Pasuk Dalid. These spies were sent from Shevardhan to go on a reconnaissance mission up north to figure out where they can conquer and have more Nahla. Nothing wrong with that, as a matter of fact. We're going to have a very interesting Machlekes in the Rishenim over here. Was this in Eretz Yisrael, out of Eretz Yisrael? So when we get there, we'll explain. Big Nafkaminas. It's not enough kamina for the din. If it's outside of Yisrael, it's a mochemes rishus, as in this past week's parsha. He says to the mochama. If it's in Yisrael, it's part of the mochemes mitzvah of conquering enough land. It's just they didn't do it yet because it wasn't necessary. Now the population is growing. So, in essence, the mission is positive. Wouldn't even say part to positive. It's an Indian to get enough room for everyone. The people who were sent. You know, it's hard to get good spies and uh, good soldiers. We try, per the Pasuk, to get the tzaddikim who don't talk from the beginning of davening. So they're not in the Pasuk of the Zimra or Birchus Kriyashma. Lamaisa, as we will see probably the tail end of this year today or next week, uh, this wasn't the cream of the crop in terms of their allegiance to staying away from Avodah or Geneva for that matter. But right now, they walk in, and they're very surprised and shocked to see a person of this yichus and chashivus working in a place like this. And he explains to them his whole shita, which was wrong. I'm the galach over here, but really, maybe he threw in his kirv pitch that you don't really want to get too involved with this avodazara, as it is avodazara. They got involved in something which is basically part of the Avodazar package, and that is the other objects in the room that uh, some claim could tell the future. And as we spoke about last week, there's an inherent Yitzhahara 
to always find out what's going to be, because why should you wait around to find out? You can know today, which would sort of defeat the purpose of life and the Nisianists that we face. If we knew the Maskana and the answer, it wouldn't be much of an Nisian. So, Pasakhev, now, the next word, Belokim or Belohim, so we're going to read it Elohim because they were already into their possible Avodazara and uh, Kishuf, divining, whatever you want to call it. That's why I preface to remind everybody they're going either on a Machemis Mitzvah or Machemis Ashus, which was positive. Machemis Ashus is a tricky name per Parshish Kiseitze. It sounds like Rashus, Rashus, you want to, you don't want to. That's not really telling the story at all. We don't put Yidin in danger. We don't start a war on a flippant, why not have a bigger field uh, adjacent to our backyard, which could be nice, could be a Maila, could be Yetzirah, per the Nadvihidus Tshuva, with the guy who had too big a backyard and he wanted to go hunting and waste his time and put himself in danger. And then he gives him serious muster after he talks about the Baltashkas. So too big a backyard could be a distraction. Mechamis Ashurus is not about backyards, about the population growth, which is a positive thing, the need for more room, the need for farmland, which is in the backyard, you can grow things, and there are all sorts of positive needs. So the Chiddush Shakra is that even though it's outside of Yisrael, you're allowed to go on a Mechamis Ashurus, thereby ostensibly putting people in danger, but there's a check and balance system. You've got to ask the Sanhedrin, they ask the Umvatumim, they ask for an Eitzah, that you've got to conquer it in the right order, which is why when something technically went wrong, the Kivush Yochid of Davon was a Kivush Yochid because it was out of order because he didn't finish conquering Eitz Yisrael. There's a lot of raid on what's going on in Parshish Kiseitze, what is a Mechemes Ashus, but to say it's optional, just in contrast to Mechamez Mitzvah, which is a chiv, optional doesn't really give an accurate picture because we don't just on a whim start a Mechama. So, assuming they're going on either a Mechamez Mitzvah in Yisrael or Mechamez Ashurus, which is still positive and needed on some level, they start asking, we want to know what's going to be. It's a dangerous mission and we want to find out. Can you ask the gods... What's going to be? Well, that's a wrong way to start a Mechemes Mitzvah or Mechemes Ashurus. And we have, per the Psukim in the past, past few parishes, Hashem says, Beferish, don't get into any of these things. You have access to Nevi'im and to the Umvatumim. That's the Maila and the godless of Klai Yisrael. And maybe for the Goyim, it's Taka Mutter, it's Machlekes. We shine him whether we pass in Kishav is also for Goyim or not. But it's not for us, clearly. And it either borders an Avodazar or gets into Avodazar. They asked anyway, and that's the problem. So, possibly, Yenison in his Kirv mindset, I don't want to overplay that uh, positive note. I'm just, that is a grandson, and it's Yichus. That's second to none. He was in the wrong place at any time, and it was not favorite to be there. But he looked at them. He said, "What are you guys for real? Is the mantra you want a bracha? I'll give you a bracha. Hashem will help you be masliy. You're going on either a mechamez mitzvah or doing something good for Klai Yisrael. What do you need this waste of time for?" 
So it's possible, Necha Hashem Darchem is Hashem, meaning the real Hashem, the only Hashem. Now let's go back to the Gemara. Yeah. Yeah, so I say that's why the Kishuf and the divining and all these tools in Kalim uh, were always mixed in with Avarazara. And if you think that you could daven, I use the word pray, to another Kayach and they hear it has a role that's already Avarazara, and all this stuff was part and parcel. Could you be over on the din of Manim Achashiv without strict Avarazara? Yeah, but they usually came with the package and usually followed. So go back to the Gemara on the handout. It's the Gemara Shvuas Lamed Hey Ahmed Beis. We saw this last week, and we'll just see it quickly again so we can get into what the Rishanim say in terms of the Psak and how to read the Gemara. Kol Shemis Hamurim Benavis Kedish. So. Novice is not Asugia now. Novice was a good guy, made a mistake. And the trumped up charges from Izevel was that he was Makalal Mavarech Hashem. It was all made up, but the alleged crime was Mavarech Hashem. That's Kaidish. So Tanakhama says everything written by our entire Parsha of Pesamicha, which is not small, is Chol. That means the people there, the people involved, whether they start off with Shem Shemayim or not, people asking to tell the future, the answer is given by Yenison. Everything already was a reference to some sort of Shutzvot, which for Yidin is pure of Azar. Rabbi Eliezer, Aymer, Benavis Kaidish, Bemicha, Yesh Mehem Chol, Yesh Mehem Kaidish. So Rabbi Eliezer says in Pesamicha, in the entire story, it depends on what the word is and how it's spelled and which shame Hashem it is. Aleph Lamed is Chol, as in the Pasuk we just had. They ask, can you ask God what's going to be? That was not Kaidish. Yud K is Kaidish. One exception, every rule has this exception. So, so far that would uh, fit in nicely. Pasuk Tes is the answer. Actually, Pasuk uh, Vav is the answer the Yenison gave, and that had Aleph Dalid. He meant it, L'Shem Kedish. Like, what do you need this Avera for? I'll give you a bracha, everything will be fine. Hashem should bless your operation. The exception, Gemara says, Chutz Mizesh, Aleph Lamed V'Kedish, Kol Yemei Hayes Beis HaLokim B'Shiloi. That Pesel Micha lasts a long time, as long as Shiloi, hundreds of years, was standing. That basically came as a reference to Shiloi, and that is Kaidish. So far, so good. Go now to page three, which we saw already. That's the contrast, Aleph Lamin and um, Aleph Dalit is from Pazik Hay and Pazik Vav. Yeah. He asked last week uh, the first Hashem. Right. Right, so we're going to get to that. We're going to go back to that right now. So that's why it's a machlekes, yeah, because she said, like somebody, we mocked or something, so that's why some shittas hold. No, it could be that started off like I would be when we were from or when we act from, where mocked or something, Lashem. We're going to get back to that right, right away. So. It's more generic because uh, you have Elohim, 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 the three Dayanim. 
It means a lord. It means a person who's in charge. So I'm being right. It, un, that's why this is important because unfortunately it shows you the level of confusion over here. Especially, I'm examining two things. What the people meant, what the masses did, which obviously was a lower level. They were big Ratzon. But here we have the Ben Levi who was a start off as a credible person and will become when he does tshuva and you see that it's already Machlikis, Tanakhama and Rabbi Eliezer whether even he meant pure, unadulterated one and only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and Tanakhama says no everything here is chol that's, that's troubling but yeah mm-hmm. I mean uh, means yeah you don't have to waste time over here you guys are on a serious mission I'll give you a bracha that God, but yeah, but the problem is that he was already a little bit confused. That's the uh, that's what's troubling. All things troubling. Take a look first to page two. The Rambam when he brings this Gemara, Bekitzer, in Hochis he said the Atari is talking about Shemus Hashem. Kol Hashemus Hamuris b'Micha Chol. So the Rambam, maybe not surprisingly, passes like the Tanakama. Take a look at the Kesa Mishnah. I'm in Michal Chol Afagav the Polakosim Rabbi Elazar Tanakama that Yud and then a Hey is Kedush Pasuk Tanakama with Yachid Varabim Halacha Karabim. Take a look at page four. Page three is the Pesukim we just saw. Now take a look at the Radak on page four. Where he goes on this pasuk, their request, Shalna Belohim, ask the gods or God. It doesn't make a difference if they didn't know what God meant. It doesn't have to be Lush and Rabim. So the Badak says, top of the page, Lafi Machshaftam ki Eifad is a tricky word. It's a tricky word because we have a very Heliga form of it. So it, it, that, that's not the giveaway, but he's grouping it with the trophim and the other things. You walked into this temple that had the lemonade stand and they had, you can get a Coke, and that's some Danishes. And then the back room, they had the main pestle micha, unfortunately. And then they had other things in other rooms and various corners that would divine whatever you want to know about the stock market and other such things and minor avodazars. And once you're into avodazar, you can make up whatever you want. And if you know a little Sisrei Kishuf, not to be confused, the Sisrei Teirah, Lahavdal, you can plant all sorts of other things to convince the masses, and that was dangerous. That's, and they, they used it. Seifer is like a... Seifer here is... It could be, it's, it's a, again, by the Kedish form, it's a specific uh, Big Day Kahuna. Here, it's not. It's uh, something that was well known in the underworld of, uh, of black magic as... So yeah, yeah, and there are all sorts of tricky psukim. If you remember, we had Shear, it wasn't uh, more than 12, 13 years ago, uh, on uh, the trophim that were discussed with, by David Amel's house where he wasn't with, uh, when he was trying to escape, and with uh, Michal and what that was, and she used it as a mannequin to pretend David was still in bed so they shouldn't know that he ran and it saved his life. And they have a discussion over there, what was that doing in the house? And... Um, so you got up there, it was kosher, just had to explain what it was. Here it's treif. This was not Navu and it was not the Urban 
And they, in their twisted minds, said, yeah, this is also a message and a medium from Hashem. Remember, you'd ask these people in the street, and they would tell, yeah, of course we believe in Hashem. We go to the Ashkama Minyan before we go to the Avodah just to cover our bases, and uh, we do all the right things and um, check all the boxes. That's Avodah So varying degrees of um, their allegiance to the real Yiddishkeit. But once it's watered down, then there's the Vodazar valve. Does that erase any mitzvah they did? Well, it certainly clouds every mitzvah they did, because every mitzvah has done the Shema. You've got to know who you're doing a mitzvah for. Mitzvah Sichas Kavana. If you have a very cloudy perception of a Baruch Hu, that's a uh, big problem that can affect all mitzvahs. <laughs> And they used, so yes, them. So why'd you use the Elohims? They would look at you funny. So what do you think I am? Elohim uh, is God. But already the Pusik and Yenison recognize that in their minds they think they're being from. And Takim Yenison says, okay, but the Shaila is, does that touch up the word or not, based on the fact that Allah asked Rafim, but they meant Hashem? So that's what the doc is discussing. That's dangerous in terms of marking Lamaisa this word. Can you erase it? Forget the fact that you can't erase a Pusik. So he says, the Takmanesan seems to hold that since they had a mind Hashem, even though they're doing this as Eraisa, and this is going to just get them sucked into the Avodah it still possibly has Kedusha. Because they thought that. Uh, even though the reality was Hashem has uh, no part in this this is an Avera Daresa but that shows how confused they were which does not fit with any Manda Amar in the Gemara Tanakhama says it's all Chol and Rebbe Leza says that Elohim is Chol Tagim Yenison says well if you'd stop and ask them and they say God God, God, Hashem, Hakosh Baruch Hu. Even though I said, well, what are you asking the Truffim for? That's Akasha. So you never know where you can get that. I don't have an Uvatumim here. I have all sorts of excuses. Shai Liz, what did they mean when they said the words? Divir Rabbi Sanz, Achar and Levach Hashem Amru, Agamar and Shvuas. Could be that they themselves don't even, like, they confuse themselves. Give an example. Listen, this goes out today. Of course it does. That's why this is done. School of Hopping. And yeah, you got to be careful. Right, right, okay. So you got to know there's a Gemara Brochus, get a Brocha from a Tamachacham. There, there's room for it, but you, it's a slippery slope. And, and these times, all these people, the good news is they're putting on Tfilin, they're going to the Ashkama Minyan, and, uh, and they're only going to the Ashkama Minyan because they want time for the other shenanigans. But they're doing something, and, and they also do tshuva every other parak. Just these last two, three prokem uh, can be worse. But Yedison will do tshuva. These people need a Yeshua. But like the Tagim Yedison, it's really frightening because he says maybe the shame is even Kurdish based on their thinking, even though the act of asking this thing is certainly wrong. No, the Tagim Yedison is not justifying that. So that sounds um, tricky. Uh, he points out very quickly the Gemara Shavuos seems to assume that it's completely chol because once they're confused it doesn't have Kedusha you can't have 90% Kedusha of the name 
which he says right now. And came so the doc says, I don't know what to do with this. Interesting. Maybe Anderson, if it was written by Rabbi Anderson and Azil, is a Tana. So he says, really, we have a three-way Machalikas Tanaim. The Gemara Shavuos reports Tana Kama and Rabbi Eliezer. And now we have Rabbi Anderson and Azil, which is not always done. He's making it to a three Machalikas. He's going to bring more rise that there are possibly other sheets as soon. No. Well, it's clear the Radak, and the, and the one the Radak had, it's clear. What we have now is very hush of an authoritative. It's not 100% clear. Uh, but that doesn't mean the Radak uh, necessarily had the same one, or his opinion could have been that it's clear, or it was a Tana. But he calls it Tanga Madison. He says, you're going to see in Pasig Yud that uh, they're going to talk very firm about uh, Hashem winning the war, and it sounds like from the context that that means that they held that was Hashem, as in the real Hashem, the only Hashem. Which we just saw. Sounds like He's arguing. If you say this Elohim was chol, then they're asking Yenison to ask on their behalf. You've got to have the holy man do it. Ask on their behalf the trophim. learning the Pusik that they asked him, what are you doing here? And they explained to them how he got here. And then he started showing them around. And he said, in that room, in a positive way, not for Kirv. Uh, they, there's the main of Elazar, and they got some really good truff from these guys. Are, you know, can really find out some very, very top secret information, and I will be happy to ask for you. And that was not a bracha from a Tamachacham to have a good trip and have a successful campaign. So he's finding that uh, if you say it's chol, like the Gemara seems to say, then his answer it sounds like. The Radak is tiny, even when it said Nechach Hashem later, it wasn't just a Baruch Hashem Hashem, because he's the one who told him to look at it. So there are a lot of options. That's Radak number one. Go to page five. I want to show you the Minchas Shai, who also goes to the Shittas, but he adds another Makur, which uh, certainly, if you put that the Radak, could help us understand why we're opening up a, a third venue. Take a look at the Minchas Shai on page five. Now, going back to your first point, the mother of Micha was all excited, and she said, oh, I have to get this money to the right place. I was maktishet already. So, that Lashem, is it Kedish, is it Chol? Perek Shavu Zaydis, Sangamar, Kol Shemus, Amirim, Benavaz Kedish, B'micha Chol, Rabbi Eli Lozer, he has the gears to hear, Amir Benavaz Kedish, B'micha Yesh Mem Chol, Yesh Mem Kedish, Alf Lamed Chol, Yud, K Kedish, Chutz Mizesh, Alf Lamed Kedish, Kol Yemayas, Basil Kim Beshila. Pierce Rashi. B'micha Kegain, Loi Bas Elohim, so that was the temple of Avadazar, Gal Hakdish, Higdashti Esakesef, Lashem Miyadi Libni. 
So, how do you fit that in over here? That's Yud and a Hey. Yud Hey, Kedish Hachikamra. Hakdesh, he's reading this in the Rashi, because Rashi, there are a few girses and what the next line means. Hakdesh, Hikdash, Yakesav, Lashem, Yadi, Livni, Hare, Osser, Lai, Kehektish, Gemurim, which she meant was real, regular Hektish. Shehem, Lashem, Ash, Etnenu, Miyodi, Libni. I promise that it's hectic. I can't do anything with it. I can't spend it on groceries until I get it to my son's hand to make it a Vodazar. But her example given is Asmaktashit like regular hectic, which means the real and only Akash Baruchu. Lasses, Pesel, Masecha. The fact that somebody could say in the same sentence, to take it so seriously, Amaktashit Lashem, like the real Lashem, and he's saying in Rashi that Rashi. For the sake, nobody touch it. Very, very hectic, like really Asr Bana. It's only the Yuchid for Pesel Micha. So that sounds. Of course. Absolutely. That's why I keep telling you if you interview, if you interview them, they will swear to this. Yeah, yeah, they were not, as opposed to somebody who's completely not with the program, I'm not trying to make them look good. This is worse in a way, because then it's misrepresenting and people think this is okay. It's sometimes better if a person is not at all with the program, then he's not trying to jade the fact that this is what Yiddishkeit is supposed to be. He just says, I, I, I'm not doing it right now. Right, right. That's why it's dangerous. That's why it caught on. That's why it stayed around for 300 years. Yes, yeah. Look kosher with chazer feet and yeah. That, that's the problem over here. But it's so confusing. We have already a Machlekes Tanaim and maybe a Tagam Yedison who argues on bullshitas. What they even meant, how do we now treat this Shem Hashem? So the original one, that's why you were asking at the very beginning, like, what do we do with this lady? She's Makdashit and uses Hektish, as in Zavachim and Menachis, as her uh, prototype. And then she says, and nobody touch it until it gets over there because you really got to melt this down and make an avodazar, which sounds like she's very confused. <laughs> she was. That's our Pasuk. Gave him a nice bracha. You should have a successful campaign up north. That he meant that, and that's UK, um, and that's Kedesh according to Rabbi Eliezer. Which meant Temple of Arazar. Which we'll get to very soon. These spies are going to come by, believe it or not, they're going to steal Pesel Micha. Which um, needs some explanation, not too much, because it's the wrong thing to do, even though it's a Pesel. And Micha's um, going to chase after them and says, You stole my God! Sounds like love him. I would say Lahavdol, but I'm not sure. You know, Micha's still Jewish, and we hope he does tshuva, and, but Lovin wasn't. But same, same uh, case. Obviously, that's uh, Elohim, that's Lashon Chol. Then the Milchas Shai points out in Mesechta Sefer. The Mesechta Seferim is. What we call one of the uh, lesser mesechtas, uh, like someone like a brisa, a little higher. It's not. It's the Gemara in Shuas. The Gemara in Shuas records it. Tanakama, Rabbi Eliezer. He's pointing out the mesechta seifim, which is always brought down, has this Rabbi Eliezer b'shem Rabbi Yesi, and that makes a difference because Rabbi Yesi and Muka Imai, and we were quicker passing like Rabbi Yesi even against a rabbim as opposed to Rabbi Eliezer against the Tanakama. And remember, the Rambam passing like the Tanakama, that the whole thing is whole. 
it's all not Kaidish and they didn't have the right Kavanahs and they were confused. Rabbi Lezer, if it's either Rabbi Yassi and the Girsa and the Mesach Zayfim, or supported by Rabbi Yassi, it's not the possibility that already gives it more credence to the Halacha. Rama Pasa Besei Perik Vav. One of them is probably a printing mistake. The, our guess is Rabbi Lezer. So I'm assuming the second one is uh, because he's not trying to say there are three. He's trying to just add Rabbi Yassi to it. Rama Pasa Besei Perik Vav. Milch said the Aterem. That's the Radak we saw before. Because even when they asked, they still meant ask only Hakash Baruchu, which is still, again, the wrong thing to do because there were Trufim over here, and if there's a form, you can't ask, except for the Urim Vatum. That everybody agrees, even the Tanakhama Pashas. Not like the Targum Yenison. Because you'll see from the context, we didn't get it in the Pasig yet, it sounds like they're talking only a shvach to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Eich amru lo shuchov, af rabbi elezer, sh'ambar b'micha yeshem v'chol yeshem v'kaydesh, ne lehiskim ita yenesem azil akhan l'shena. So, that's the Radak we just saw. The Yerolis, the Mitzchah Shai says, Kivin the Rabbi Yesi, Mesech HaSeif, from Poligatana Kama, Tev l'achmer b'chol shem shel yud hey. So now, you have Rabbi Yesi, Possibly Rabbi Eliezer, or it was never Rabbi Eliezer, the Gis is Rabbi Yesi, but even if you just add Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Yesi Nemuke Imai, and we usually pass like Rabbi Yesi, Vachoshikain, Rabbi Eliezer, Kay Kavase, and as you pointed out, he keeps the Gis here, switches back from Rabbi Eliezer to Rabbi Eliezer. Two different shitas. He points out that Tanakama agree, even though they said everything is chayel, everybody agrees to this pasuk. It says, means the Heilige Mishkan. Nobody holds that's chayel, that's kaidish. So even Tanakama agrees, they didn't argue about that because it was Dovapashit. Just the contrast was to show the chili between Alav Dalad and Hello, him. So basically, we have again the Tanakam, which the Rama Pasan is like everything is chol except for that one Pasik by description of Shilam. Rabbi Eliezer, Pasal holds that the Alav Dalit is Kaidish. The Takim Yenison says maybe even one of the Elohims is supposed to be Elohim, depending on the context. That's pretty amazing that you can have. What, this is very unusual. It appears only a few times in Chumash. And in Tanakh, it's not that common, even with a lot of Vodazar going on. Dafka at Pesamicha, the reason we spent time on this is to show how confusing it was for everybody, which would explain why it stood for centuries. 
because there were people who wanted to do the right thing and there were Kanan they said we gotta get rid of it and show them and get, burn it down and get rid of it uh, Mamasha Temple of Odazar functioning in the middle of Klaisal and then they had two branches one in the heart of Klaisal one up north and, gotta get rid of this the other one said yeah we gotta get rid of it uh, other, other things going on and uh, we're not perfect you know all the other tables for not doing I'm not perfect you're not perfect nobody's perfect uh, right. yeah, 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 good. Yeah. So all the other excuses, and for three hundred years it never got done, and it, said, and it did a lot of that. Pelagish begiva, as horrific as it's going to be, it was relatively quick. The response, in essence, getting ahead of myself, is we didn't even start it yet, and we're not going to start it for a while. But the response was correct. It was a terrible thing done in Klai Yisrael, and it can't go unnoticed. And it had a very big response. Draft was not even draft. Everybody came. They had called a meeting. There were hundreds of thousands of people fighting. It was still a bloodbath because there were mistakes made. But it was relatively quick. And in essence, they were right. You got to do something. Shaila's who has to do it? Whose domain? Whose jurisdiction? And Benjamin and not. And then a lot of flared tempers. Okay. That is a little bit more understandable. This just slept on and slept on and slept on every time somebody said something as we just heard there was a litany of excuses why yeah it's bad and we've got to put it on a list of things to do and it's Elul Nyam Naram we really got to get rid of it but Elul has a lot of things to fix up maybe next Elul and and that's where it stayed with two branches in operation and still the one of the most of people around who's in the operation giving a credence but trying to do some cure at the same time that's uh, looking forward, but, and we're just starting the, the story now. Go back to the Pasuk. Let's get back to these spies who are trying to check out the area, which, as I mentioned at the beginning of this year, is technically okay. We'll just read a couple of Pasukim. I do want to get to the Messias Sharm since it is El, and we can't push that off. Pasuk Zion. Pasuk Zion. So we have these five fellows. Laisha, they're going to check out the city of Laish. Again, Machlech is in Eretz Yisrael, toward the border in the north, or over the border, toward the north. So, how they uh, dressed up, remember everybody had a beard then. And apparently the clothing was not that distinct. Keep that in mind, because uh, Shabbos afternoon, when we get further into hiding uh, the fact that you're a Yid for Holocaust purposes, war scenarios, pogroms, and regular business trips. We're going to get to all of it over the next few weeks. Uh, it's a pretty fascinating subject in light of Chukosem Lusalechu. If you remember, just a brief, uh, to whet your appetite, but it's no gay over here. They showed up in what type of clothing? Well, if you're a spy, it really doesn't pay to wear a Bekesha, or even a Kapota, for that matter. And the Borsalino in this Strymel has to stay home unless the Gaim are wearing it. So what they show up in? They showed up in clothing like the people in Laish because when in Laish do as the people from Laish do, especially if you're a spy. Okay, I'm not sure they had to switch their clothing. Remember, Amesha holds if you're wearing a jacket and a tie. It's not us, or even though that looks pretty goyish, because they're making it for consumers as all consumers, and we're not going to go through it. It took us about six weeks in sheer, and we have a lot in the safer on it to figure out what the rules are and where the machlekes is. But for spy purposes, 
there's a clear heter in the Sugi Chukasem, if you remember, if you wanted to be part of the Roman Senate just to hang around to make sure when they make a Zayra, somebody could try to make a Vatalit or something like that, that's already Mutter. Why? It's Sakhanas Tafashis. No, Sakhanas Tafashis, you don't need a heter, special heter. Why is that in Shochan So remember the Taz over there says it was long term Sakhanas Tafashis. They don't normally matter be certain for that, but. Here it was proven that, unfortunately, in Gullah's conditions, it was necessary. This wasn't Gullah's conditions, but it was conditions of war, and you're allowed to go incognito. So they show up, and they're checking out the place. Uh, remember when uh, Pinchas and Caliph went? They dressed up as people selling pottery. And they came as regular salesmen, and they came to Yericho. So they came, they were not noticed, and they're surveying the area, and the people in the city were very comfortable. Why is that important? That's important because if you're trying to conquer the area, and again, this is a chiv, the race in Israel, perfectly mutter, even suggested right outside the border, they're all of Deva Azar. And the Chaimis says, not our problem, we don't go around fighting wars against the whole world because they're all of Deva Azar. But just keep that in mind in the backdrop. This was a very wealthy area. And the contrast here, just so you have your geography and history straight. Let me just explain to you the Pashup shot, and we'll go back to it next week. Who are the Tzidainim? We're comparing this city of Laish to the Tzidainim. It was up north, picture... Lebanon doesn't make a difference modern day whether it's uh, part of the uh, state of Israel or not. Uh, we have a lot of territory further north of even Rosh Hashanah that belongs to us, Midaresa, or will belong to us as part of the Tenumas. And then there's further areas that was not part of the plan that you can conquer it. Muhammad Sashus and next said halachically. So again, that's going to be a machlekes throughout. But it was a very prosperous area. They were by the coast at Sidon is picture like the Phoenicians, ancient Phoenicians, very wealthy, very successful in shipping and business, and they were the classic, and they tried not to, their foreign policy was, don't get involved, until they did, because everybody eventually did, but the Phoenicians, uh, during that time, were very successful at trade, and built cities, and they were very comfortable. So the Pusik, to show you how comfortable they were, is comparing them to the Phoenicians just due north, but the Pasuk then says they're sitting very comfortable and no one's bothering them and they don't have too many Yarshim. Pasuk is an interesting description. Why is that important? If you have a lot of Yarshim and they plan on coming, taking over the city, less Yarshim the better because then no one's going to come back and strike back and try to take it. And Tzidun itself, which was the capital, that's Tyre in English probably, was the capital was far enough away that they wouldn't come to their aid very quickly. And they had an army. They just didn't like using it. So they Dafka picked a city that was comfortable enough and built up enough that it should make sense to conquer it. Nobody immediately surrounding it to help them. Not too many Yershim who cared. And they're very comfortable. That's the key. And this, that's a good segue to the Musr. They were so comfortable, they didn't expect the many neighbors going to try to conquer them. And life is great. It's 65 degrees and sunny, and uh, we got all the natural resources we need, and we got the seashore, and we got the uh, gold and silver pouring in, and life is good. No, that's not the time on them. The time on them is that life was good, and they were Odeva and they should get a life in terms of their Ruchnias. But their point for the reconnaissance mission is this looks like a pretty soft spot. And if you will go, and have a few minutes, to the Messias Asharim,
<coughs> We're on the first page in the front of your copy, page 14. This is Babir Klal Chavis Adnan Ba'alamai. Speaking of being comfortable and enjoying your Gashmias and not tending to your Ruchnias or not tending enough. So the Moshe we had last week was the peasant who married the princess and he's going to try to make her happy. And the most expensive chosh of a gift he can think of is some tomato wrapped with potato rinds or something like that. That's like the best he can come up with because what does he know from diamonds? Uh, whatever he tries, not his fault, uh, he can't make her happy. And the nimshal over here is the neshama is now put into the goof for a very, very halig purpose that the goof should do mitzvahs and the neshama should thereby be enriched and gain alam haba. And the neshama is very uncomfortable in the goof and there's always a very contentious and uh, tense atmosphere. People have mentioned over time various things like, why is there always such a mohamma between my ruchni and my gashmi? said it was designed that way. You shouldn't get too comfortable here like the people in Sidon and Elias. And there's always going to be a uh, give and take and you've got to satisfy the goof and you've got to stay healthy and you have Shabbos and Yantiv, Einik Shabbos and Simchas Yantiv. But in essence, you're here for the Neshama, and the day and the moment that, and the scenario that you think you're here for the goof, and you're just satisfying the Neshama with a mitzvah once in a while by throwing in a bone, that's when you're in big trouble. It's fakert. You throw the bones to the bones, to the goof, and you're here for the Neshama. And that's what he spells out in the next line. The first line is Valkarchach, about seven, eight lines in the bottom. Actually, the one above that. The neshama didn't want to come down in the first place. And it's not comfortable in the goof. It's not happy here. So you want to make yourself really happy internally. People are always looking for simcha, happiness. It's a trillion dollar industry. Pursuit of happiness. So you can't pursue something if you have no clue where it's to be found. It's only to be found in Ruchnius because that's true Sipuk. So you make the goof happy enough to be surviving and a little happy with its Gashmias in the form of mitzvahs. And the focus is to find out what the Neshama needs. So why indeed would Hashem create a matzav where you're putting the neshama in a place where it's inherently not comfortable and not happy? So the answer is because it's got a job to do and you have jobs. Did you ever know anybody who was very not comfortable in the job he had but he stayed for a long time? What's longevity in a job today? Well, probably three years. But in the olden days, longevity was a career. 30 years, 40 years. So we have a career, and then a shama has a job, which it's very uncomfortable with, for 70, 80, 90, 100 years, 120 years, 150 years. Why? It's not comfortable. So why is it staying so long? Well, it was forced here. Al-Karcha Tanayla has no choice. But we have no cash on a guy who's uncomfortable with the scenario at work, and the starting salary is 1.8 with a nice $4 million bonus if he does well. See, Jav asked the guy, Chaim, why are you still there? Isn't that uncomfortable? He's uncomfortable. I'm here the next year. It's fine. <laughs> I'll stick it out. So it's all a question of how much you're going to offer, what's the reward, and what's the tachlis over here. So 
uncomfortable becomes irrelevant when you realize the long-term tachlis, how you're here to work hard with plenty of matzchar betzidon be'elam hazed, because you'll be happier be'elam hazed, that's often forgotten, and the main cash bonus is be'elam habob. B'yasa shal adam, the matzava be'elam habohi, the tachlis is be'elam habo, v'alkein nitla ba nesham hazais ki la roi it's the only way to get there is through the guf, by using the guf and using Olam Hazar and passing all the Nisyanis, or at least most of them, and doing tshuva for the rest. And once you know the goal, once you know the tachlis, you're very happy at your job, even though it's uncomfortable. And this muscle with the boss, with the money, with the million-dollar bonus, it's very important because people often say, well, how can I be comfortable? The answer is, if you keep in mind the tachlis and how much you're making, so to speak, uh, you're going to be quite happy and quite comfortable, and nothing is difficult. It's a question of keeping that in mind. And you have a whole day off on Sunday to cash in on that rukhniyas. Have a good day.